Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Robert Bruton Podcast Show, and I am your host, Robert Bruton. And we got a really cool show today because I'm finishing up a book that still doesn't have a title yet, but I'm pretty close to finishing it up. And I was going to publish it before I publish my Christmas book, which will come out uh, some, you know, more towards the holiday. But anyway, it is August 23rd, 2020. This is the Robert Bruton Podcast Show. Stay tuned. We're going to take a short commercial break and we will be right back. Hey there, welcome back to the show. And I am really excited about, uh, I got a, a, the other day, I just, I, I don't know, it just kind of overcame me. I started and it has no title yet, but I'm almost done. And, and I, I kind of whipped out a, a short, uh, well, not a short ebook, but an ebook all the same. I do, I publish a lot of things on that are uh, Kindle uh, related. Uh, so those of you that follow me know that uh, my books are all on Amazon. And I just, I had been working on another book that I'm trying to put out um, for the holiday and it's just about finished up and uh, it'll be a paperback and Kindle version. And this book that I'm coming up with now, I just, I don't know, I just whipped it out. It's something about life change. And I see so many things. It was really driven by a lot of events that are going on in our world, you know, and you see all these people. And I, I hope I don't make anybody mad because it's not my intent. Um, I see a lot of people sitting here, you know, screaming, uh, they're oppressed. Um, people have white privilege, uh, people are, it's not a fair country. It's not this, it's not that. And I want to say in the outset that, you know, uh, I don't know how people can say that, for example, myself, and I gotta believe that I'm still part of a, uh, big deal and or a big a big deal yeah i am a big deal <laughs> sorry i that i'm part of a bigger group of folks that maybe you know here's the skinny you know i don't feel like i have some sort of white privilege when i've had in my career i've had female bosses male bosses that were and I hate this term. I think it, I, I, you know, I, I look at people as people, but okay. So to be politically correct, people of color. Okay. I look at it, it folks. If, if you're my friend, you're my friend. Now, whether you're Hispanic, African-American, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, uh, if you're Iranian, I don't, you know, I, I actually worked for some guys for a very long time that were from Iran. You know, I know that we have all kinds of trouble with their country, but these people couldn't have been nicer to me or to my family. And they were good folks, you know, and I never looked at them like they were some sort of enemy. I never look at people like there's some there's something wrong with them because their skin color is different from mine. And. So it's hard for me to sit here and have people scream at me, well, you have white privilege. Really? I've worked for people that have been my boss that were, <laughs> again, I go back to people. Are, I've, I don't, I don't get it, you know, that I've somehow had a better lot in life because I'm Caucasian when I've had just as many wonderful 
bosses that I that I learned a lot from that I enjoyed working with that were Korean women, uh, African-American women, African-American men. You know, my closest and dearest friend in the world is an African-American guy, you know, but I don't look at Dennis that way. I don't sit here and, and, and go, you know, when I introduce him, well, this is my black friend, Dennis. He's just my friend, Dennis. So I'm, I'm a little taken aback by the fact that people say they can't, uh, they come from the wrong neighborhood. They come from the uh, wrong side of the tracks. Well, I didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth. You know, quite the contrary. I grew up with a single mother, you know, that worked her ass off all her life. You know, never once taking any sort of government subsidy. And I'm not saying or suggesting that, you know, I think that that a government subsidy when needed is a damn good thing. I believe, you know, but I don't believe the government owes me shit. In fact, I prefer they stay the hell out of my business. You know, I don't want the government to tell me that I have to do certain things certain ways. You know? I want them to provide good schools, good roads, you know, infrastructure. I don't want them to tell me, you know, that I have to wait, you know, 10 months to get an extraction on a tooth or they're, they're making decisions for my uh, life and my health care that I don't want the government making. You know, certainly it's hard enough, you know, with insurance, but damn. You know, so I don't know. It's it's something where I'm sitting here going, wait a minute. You know, I believe in my heart that if you're a person, I don't care what your sexual orientation is. I don't care what color you are. If you're the right person for the job, then by all means, take it. You know, I hear all these things, glass ceilings for all these things, and it sucks. I get it. You know, I agree there should be a fair and equal, you know, uh, deal. But here again, I'm in a situation where, uh, for me, I've had, I've worked for women who made substantially more money than I did. I have worked with women who were in the same job as me and made substantially more money. I work currently with a woman who works in a different division of my company, but she makes probably double or triple what I make in a month. And you know who's her biggest cheerleader? Me. I don't sit here and go, oh, I'm sorry, you know, it sucks. She shouldn't make all that money. You know, I'm management. She's not. You know, I don't look at things that way. And I, and I can't believe that, that I'm the lone ranger in this. That I'm, that I'm somehow, you know, and when I talk to people, you know, I, I, I talk to clients and I say, you know, what do you think about all this stuff going on? What do you think about, you know, do you feel, you know, and whether it's, it's a, uh, a, an African-American family, a Hispanic family, you know, I sit here and I say, you know, I, I don't look at anybody in a way that would be demeaning to them, you know? 
I have just as much fun with my clients in irrespective of their skin color, their sexual orientation. I'm a Christian man. You know, there are things that the Bible says that, you know, for example, talking about sexual orientation. I don't subscribe to a homosexual lifestyle. I don't understand how people can get there, but I'm sitting here thinking, you know, people were made, you know, in in God's eyes. And and I'm sitting here thinking, you know, if if the Bible's true, then we all, including myself, have to answer up for our life. Who am I to judge you? If you're going, you know, whatever you decide to do with your life is your choice. I can't take it upon myself to sit here and say, well, you know, you're gay, so we can't be friends. You're gay, so I can't do business with you. You're gay, so I can't do this or I can't do that. I disagree with that lifestyle, but it's not for me to say, you know, you're going to be this way. Because I do have gay friends, and they know how I feel. Yet we look past those differences, because at the end of the day, there's really not a damn thing I can do about it, or that I want to do about it. I am not on this earth, and you are not on this earth, to tell anyone how they should live their life. What you're here to do is do the best that you can with the God-given talent that you have. You need to get through this life. And you need to get through this life without hurting people, without hurting one another. I've, I've had plenty of hurt. I've had enough hurt in my life for 10 lifetimes. Made enough mistakes that, you know, at this point in my life, I'm like, damn. Because some of the shit you go through in your life, some of the things that you do have lifelong consequences. I know. I'm living it. You know? But today, does that make me a bad person? If I've made mistakes in the, in the past, you know? And I'm a different person today than I was 30 years ago. Am I a bad person? Are you a bad person? If you made mistakes, you know, a decade ago. Things that you aren't proud of that are embarrassing to you or whatever. If you're not the same person that you were, if you are absolutely, positively, 110% different, different person, you're different in every single solitary way, should that be something that I stand in judgment of? No. In fact, if I didn't know those things and I knew the new you, then I probably am quite comfortable with you. I'm okay with you. Irrespective of what you may have done in the in your past. You know? So I, I think that, that you've got all these people saying all these different things about, you know, Black Lives Matter, um, all lives matter, 
um, you know, gay and lesbians matter, you know, and all these different people coming together, you know, transgenders and all these different people coming together. It, here's the thing. We don't all have to agree that your lifestyle or my lifestyle is 110% acceptable. If you're a nice person and you don't hurt people and you bring a good person, you bring a good you to this world and that person happens to be transgender, okay, I don't subscribe to your lifestyle, but that doesn't mean that I wouldn't applaud what you did, what you do. And maybe that goes against some of my evangelical, not me being evangelical, but some evangelical people who say that, you know, all this is, you know, an abomination and all these things. Says it in the Bible, blah, blah, blah. You know? But I'm not the one that has to stand before God because I'm transgender, because I'm not. I have enough to answer for without saying that you're, you know, oh, you're going to burn in hell. Well, I ain't real sure I'm not, but I pray that I'm not. You know, you guys have <laughs> one of the things that, that I, I a quote that people some often associate with me, you know, and something that it is real meaningful to me, you know, is. When I get, when my life is done, God decides to hopefully bring me home. Then I want, when I'm standing before him, this is kind of what I hope happens. Is that he's going to say, well, Bob, buddy, um, you know, that first half of your life, you know, I, I was kind of thinking maybe, well, you know. Maybe you were going to have a trip south. But this last half of your life, the good that you tried to do for people in your, in your uh, books and the good you tried to do with your, your writing, your podcasts, your blog articles, all the things that you do to try to help people. You know, you scared the heck out of me at first, but you know what? I'm proud of you. Come on in. Come on in. You know, that's what I'm striving for. Because in the first half of my life, yeah, I got some stuff to answer up for. Sure. Sure, you know. I've, I've reached out to make an amends where I can, you know, and, and that's the best that I can do. So who am I to stand in judgment of anybody else? And their choice of lifestyle, their choice of sexual orientation. It's not me they got to answer up to. It's not me that anybody has to answer up to. So I might as well make good use of the time that I have with people that I have here on the on earth. 
You know, like I said, I have African-American friends. I have friends who are gay, lesbian. You know, I have friends that, uh, you know, that have, that have got jaded pasts. And they try like hell to do things better today than they did in their past. So you know what? I can live with that. I can handle that. And you should be able to, too. Because Jesus said that with, you know, those without sin, here, take mine. Take my stone. Cast the first stone. Hell, we all got a past. We all got shit that we're not very proud of. You know? All right, guys, I'm going to take a quick break here. I'm going to get a, a little bit of water, and uh, I'll be right back. Thanks. Okay, thanks for staying with me, guys. I uh, was getting some water, and, uh, uh, you know, this is a, a, a little bit of an emotional podcast for me because, you know, I have to sit here and, 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 uh, Think about, you know, the world that we live in and all the stuff that's going on and all the hate, you know, and I'm sitting here thinking about people who, if I don't believe the same way you believe, then I'm a fascist, I'm a racist, I have white privilege, you know, but I have to want our country to, you know, not stand for the national anthem. To not put my heart, my hand over my heart and say the Pledge of Allegiance. You know? And none of those things were things that, 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 that I wanted to dishonor, or in my mind, dishonor. I want to hear out when someone's hurting. You know? I want to I want to extend out a hand. You know, I don't I don't want to have you scream at me and tell me I'm a racist, a fascist, a this or that. You know, because I'm not. I'm none of those things. You know? And I and I don't feel like I've had some privileged life because I'm a Caucasian. Quite the contrary. I've had a life that's been pretty damn hard as far as, you know, being able to mentally handle a lot of things, you know, haven't made, uh, you know, early on in my life, I made a lot of stupid choices, you know, drugs, alcohol, you know, destroyed a big part of my life. A big part of my life cost me a lot that I pay for still today. Those people that know me today and didn't know me then actually like me. And I like myself. But in my 20s, no, not so much. In my 20s are a blur, you know. 
lot went on. You know, moved from my hometown that I knew. I remember driving from New Mexico to Dallas and being so scared that I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know, you know, I was going to a school where, you know, my whole class that I had gone to school with from kindergarten, and I wasn't going to graduate with them. It was hard. It was really, really, really hard. And I was so scared. I remember just being just frightened. Subsequently, drugs and alcohol became my new friend. Help me not be scared. Help me not be scared. And, uh, you know, it, 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 and it destroyed so many relationships. You know, I did a podcast, What Addiction Can Prom, What Addiction Promises. There's a reason that I did it. If you want to completely, completely F up your life, yeah, if you're on drugs and drinking alcohol, trust me, you're on that road. Get off. Because there, you'll be in your 50s one day going, damn. Wish to hell I hadn't done that because sure would be nice to be a part of this or a part of that. I see people, you know, in my business that that have come out of, you know, I, you know, I hear all these, these, you know, well, my credit's horrible because I went through a bad divorce. And I've had to tell husbands and wives, one or the other, sorry, I can't get you all alone because your credit's this or your credit's that, you know, and the embarrassment of having to go through that. There's a price we pay for a lot of shit that we do in our lives. That's why I say always choose wisely the path that you want to take. Choose wisely. Because there is a path that you can take that will destroy most everything that's good in your life. And it takes a lot takes a lot of crying, it takes a lot of guilt, it takes a lot of anger, and it takes a long time to get through it and get where you can look at yourself in the mirror and not loathe what is there. Thank God, praise God, that that is my reality today. You know, and I, I just, I'm sitting here and it, it, all of this stuff that's going on in this world, damn nation, you know, that's where it, it kind of draws up this stuff because I'm sitting here going, wait a minute, I got a whole bunch of people telling me or calling me horrible things or saying that our country sucks, you know, tearing down everything in our country, you know. 
I see people hitting old people. How the hell do you do that? How in God's name do you hit an old lady or an old man? Where, where, where do you get the enough gumption to do that? I mean, damn. Blindsiding someone with a skateboard. Blindsiding someone with a kick to the face that knocks them completely unconscious. Because here's the thing. If you hurt someone physically like that, and let's say they had a traumatic brain injury but lived, and that person basically is in a vegetative state for the rest of their life, at some point in time when you wake up, you're going to have to live with that. You're going to have to live with that mistake. As we all have to live with the, the wreckage of our past, you'll have to live with that. So I implore you to take a second look at what you're doing. How did Gandhi... In India, for those of you that, and I'm surprised at some people who don't know who Gandhi is, but he changed from British rule, India, which was part of the British Empire, and he brought India to self-government. He did it without ever lifting a finger in violence. Some of his followers did, and here's how he responded to that. He would fast to the point of death. The man couldn't move. He couldn't walk. He could, his kidney function was gone. To the brink of death's door. He would fast, saying, not one, not one more act of violence. If there is, he will continue to fast. Warring people came and threw their swords at his feet and said, no, enough is enough. Men who hated each other Muslim and Hindu. And they would stop warring and stop fighting. Because the man was trying to save their country, to give them freedom. I hear people calling out, you know, uh, horrible, horrible things. Doing things in horrible atrocities. I'm sitting there going, how is that helping anybody? It doesn't. How is that helping you move your life forward? Being such that people are afraid to walk on the same side of the street as you. Not because of who you are, but because they're frightened of you. Is that really a win? Is it really a win when someone moves away from you because they're frightened of you? 
What bullshit is that? No. Want to impress me? Figure out a way that we can all live in peace on this earth without killing each other, without hurting each other, without putting yourself under someone's rule or thumb. Because the America that I've grown up in for all of my life was that place where I could be anything I wanted to be. I can do within the limits of the law what I wanted to do. And here's the skinny. One thing I've learned, and I'm telling you now, I don't give a crap where you think you are, where you think you can do. I'm telling you now, you can change your life. You can move in a different direction. You can be what you want to be. The rub is, is that you're actually going to have to get off your ass and work for it. You're going to have to, okay, I don't have a computer. I hear people tell me, well, screw you, I don't have a computer. Library's full of computers you can use for free. Next. I don't, I can't get an education. Sorry, library's full of books that you could actually read um, and get an education. You can self-teach yourself. You know that you can watch a, not that I could do, I'll be the first to tell you, but you can watch advanced mathematic classes from MIT, the most prestigious school in the world for mathematics, and you can watch classes free. It's on YouTube. They even have a channel. You can read white papers from guys that, some of them, from guys that, that, that are, are leading uh, professors, teachers. They're leading people in the field from which they work. And you can read things for free. And you can take what you learn from that and you can apply it to your life. One of the things I wrote in this new book that I'm, that I'm finishing out, I'm really, 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 really good at finance, retail finance. If you need to finance something like a car, boat, RV, motorcycle, I'm your guy. And I'm really good at it. I get... I help people who, with credit, that they can't help themselves. But I'm able to help most folks. And I'm able to get them back on a path to having good credit, to having their life be easier than what they have right now. And if you hear the phone ring in the background, sorry, guys. But I'm walking around my office and sometimes on Sunday, it just rings. So, and that's just like some days my dog Glitzy barks. Um, I turn on the TV because 
yes, Quincy likes to watch TV. So she sits in one of the chairs in the lobby and she actually sits and watches TV sometimes. And if a dog or dragon or horse or something else comes on there, she actually will uh, get excited and start barking. So that's, and that reads me to this point is, you know, you can say that you don't have a way to do this or that, you know, and it just, it just doesn't have to be hard. We make it hard, you know, no, I'm not sitting in some fancy studio. Hell, I might even be recording a, a podcast from my truck outside. I've done, I've been on a golf cart. Because if you look at it, what happens is, is people just, they make, make it too hard. If you want to do, if you want to do a podcast like I do, okay, Anchor. It's a great app. You can use it on your phone. You can use it on your computer. It's absolutely 110% free. Has editing software. Um, you can use your phone. You don't need anything fancy. I have a headset microphone that I use. And you don't even need that. You can just talk into your phone. Because really, does it have to be, you know, if, if I was doing something a little different, you know, I kind of look at this as a radio show. You know, it needs to be fun, needs to be, you know, ad lib. It needs to be whatever I want it to be, whatever God moves me to say. I very rarely script something out. And I really just try to tell you what comes in my heart. And explain to you how everything about me is about telling you my journey, how I got to where I am, how I'm getting further and further every day. And that's what I work on. That's what my work's about. So that's why when people tell me I can't do this or I can't do that, I don't have a fancy damn studio. When I make a video, I don't have, you know, I've got a good camera, but you can use your phone. In fact, the best videos I have, I made on my phone. So you can do it too. But here's the thing here, you know, I, I, we, we keep just going through this garbage in life and all this stuff is going um, crazy in life. And you hear all this shit on the news and you just, you're like, oh my God. And it sounds like the whole world's coming to an end. And it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. You know why your life sucks? Here, swallow this for a minute. It sucks because you allow it to. It isn't because somebody's doing something to you. Oh, everybody's keeping me down. Who's who the fuck is keeping you down? Who is who is holding their thumb over your life? Seriously. I can't get a job. Okay, well if you can't get a job, then what could you do? That doesn't hurt people. 
that could earn you a little income? What's a side hustle that you could do? You good at art? You good at photography? Why couldn't you do those things? Instead of seeing your neighborhood as a ghetto, see it as an art form. See something that you can say, wait a minute, how could we take this and make it beautiful? If you're on government subsidy for food, here's a thought, and you can do this with your family, and it could be fun. Grow food in your backyard. Till up some soil with the uh, with a shovel. You know, I've seen shovels for five bucks at the at the uh, grocery store. You know, you could grow some food in your backyard to help yourself. And uh, I was growing some tomatoes. Um, I didn't do so well with it, but. Um, but that was my whole point was to try, you know. I grew some peppers. I did some things when I, it, before I moved to West Texas. But you can. There is, where, where there's a will, there's a way. You don't have to accept your lot in life. You don't have to accept where you are. You really don't. Because there are ways to educate yourself to get you the knowledge that will get you out of the hardship that you're in. Hence, I go back to, I don't have a computer. Okay, There's a lot of them at the library. I don't have books to study. The library is full of them. Go study. I know that in this time, there's been a lot of places closed and we have to social distance. We have to wear masks and things like that. But there's also ways that you can get digital copies of all kinds of things. You know, I read several amazing articles from the Harvard Business Review that were actual white papers on things like, you know, um, negotiation, sales, on um, conflict resolution that were all free. Some pretty amazing stuff from Harvard University. Free. Didn't cost me nothing. Lots of law schools and law professors put out what are called white papers that talk about a lot of different things, how to do these things. I've read lots of Nobel Peace Prize laureates, the things that their conclusions and things that they did. Some of it I understand, some of it I don't. Some of the economic stuff is pretty hard to understand. But here's the thing. And it's killing me because I can't remember. There was a, a kid in India, okay, that 
from just basic math books was able to solve some of the most unbelievable math problems in the world with little to no formal education. How bad do you want it? I'm not saying it has to be that. You got a neighborhood, you know, of folks that are that are hungry and, and starving? Okay. Find a spot, get some people in the neighborhood and say, hey, let's get off our ass for a minute. And let's and let's grow a garden. Let's have a community garden. I'm sorry, but um, plant seeds are not that expensive. And I bet that if you asked even me, hell, I'll send you some plant seeds. Be happy to. Enough to get you started. What ha you know? Where there's a will, there's a way. When you're talking to, you know, a nursery, a garden center, Say, hey, if you're going to get ready to fill out some of these things or they're get, about to come out of season, you know, let me know. You never know the kindness of someone's heart until you ask. And say, hey, here's what we're trying to do. We're trying to start a community garden. It's in a neighborhood where we, we can't come to your garden center and buy a whole bunch of stuff, but could you would you think about helping us enough to get us started? Put something out on social media. Hey, I, I'm trying to get some uh, garden seeds. I'm trying to get some lettuce, some beans, some tomatoes, some you know, whatever it is that you want to grow. Would anybody be willing to send us some seeds so we could grow some food, so we could have something nutritious to eat? My guess is if you reach out to the right crowd, you're going to absolutely get inundated with seeds. Because you don't know someone's heart until you ask. And if someone says, hell no, I'm not sending you free shit, then say, great. Thank you. Anyway, may God bless you. And you go, you go on to the next one. Is if maybe you have or haven't, Colonel Sanders. Everybody knows who Colonel Sanders is. Kentucky Fried Chicken, best chicken ever. But here's the thing. He went out over a thousand times to get the door slammed in his face, saying, "All oh, this chicken, no, this ain't no good." Over a thousand times, he had he heard the word no. Sorry, not interested. Don't like the taste, don't like the flavor, don't like this, don't like that. No, we're not interested, we're not doing chicken. Became the largest chicken franchise in the world. And so came more after him. Federal Express. Day one, sent out five packages, two by customers, three by themselves. Everybody at the end of the day was 
looking horrible. Oh my God, we're doomed. Fred Smith, the CEO of Federal Express, told his employees, today we sent five packages effectively. We just need to enhance our numbers. Who in the hell doesn't know who Federal Express is? Or has not used them at some point in time in their life? It really is about a mindset, a mind change. You have to begin to believe that there's hope and possibility. Where you see no hope or possibility. The hell have you got to lose? Yeah, it's going to be hard. Yes, it's going to be tough. I live it every day. Because the enemy tries to put in my head. Ah, remember what you did here. Remember what you did there. Ah, come on. You're not going to be that. People aren't going to listen to you. Slowly but surely, my audience grows. Little by little. There are times when I get a royalty and I go, oh my gosh. And I'm so, I'm as grateful for royalties that are nine cents as they are for $900. Because one person, and I, I follow a lady on Twitter, a teacher in Canada, who has arguably one of the most beautiful souls of anybody I've ever witnessed or been a part of. You know? And her whole philosophy is she just wants to help one person at a time. It's not it's a ripple effect. She doesn't want she's not, you know, she's not looking for some gigantic uh and uh um uh, she's not looking for some sort of, you know, gigantic audience. I pray she gets a gigantic audience. But her whole thing is I just want to help one person at a time. She's not looking for anything fancy. She's not looking for, you know, she just, and she genuinely does it. I see her. I witness her on social media just being friendly to people that typically don't get friendly messages. And I see her do all these wonderful things. They have a thing in Canada, the gratitude stones. And people make a stone and then they go put it out somewhere where someone else can find it. I think it's the neatest thing. And maybe I'm behind the times. Maybe we do it in the United States. I don't know. But they do these gratitude stones. And they're really neat. They just, you know, they make a really pretty and, and cute uh, stone and do something that, you know, where it's... Uh, Where, where people are grateful for this or that just shines a little joy in someone's life. Who wouldn't want to do that? If you could be nice to somebody in their life, you know, you can't always be about yourself. You know, the biggest things that are going to happen in the nicest way is 
when you get outside yourself and you're helping folks that need help and you're doing it without expectation. For those of you that know, you probably can now hear Glitzy barking because there's someone outside in the parking lot and she sees him, so she's apparently doing her job in protecting me. But she... Uh, She's she's a barkin, and that's and that's why I'm talking about. I don't, I'm not. I'm not going to stop here. And go cut, cut, cut. Yada yada yada. We got to make. We got to start over because you can hear my dog barking in the back. Okay. This is life. This is the way that we live. Enjoy it. Be a part of it. Embrace it. And don't sit here and go, I can't do this. I can't do that. Yes, you by God can. I don't give a damn where you are because I've been in the depths of hell. I've lived on the street. Slept in my car. At one point in time was a raging drug addict. Raging alcoholic. Hurt a lot of people in my life because I was such a piece of shit during that time. So don't tell me you can't do it. Because if I can turn things around, if I can come back to a better place, and I can embrace life, so can you. I didn't always have a cell phone. I didn't always have a computer to work with. And I'm grateful to God that I have those things today. But I also don't have some fancy $5 million computer, you know. I have a computer that I, I had to buy on credit. Because I couldn't afford to pay for the entire thing. So I was able to find a credit situation that allowed me to get a laptop. And there you have it. I built up my credit with a phone company that offers tablets. So I was able to upgrade it to a, and get a tablet that I use for editing photos and, and doing other things, keeping me organized. So it's something that everybody has the capacity to do. I've had to do things that I didn't know how I was going to get to this place or that place. You know, I didn't know how I was going to do this or that. And it was scary. It was damn scary. You know? But you keep going. You persevere. How do you do it? Okay, pray, meditate, get into the Word of God, watch videos, watch Wayne Dyer videos, watch, uh, you know, educational videos. If someone resonates with you and they're a good person and they have, you know, something to offer you that's going to make your life better, embrace it. Watch it, do it. Talk about it. 
if you need some help finding some things, you know what you can do? You can go to my website. You can hit the uh, contact us page and you can write to me right there and you can tell me, hey, dude, can you help me find this or that? I can help you find resources. Hell yeah. Would I do it for free? Absolutely. You know, I can help you if I don't know. I can ask around to find out someone who does. But I can help. All you got to do is ask. You say, hey, dude, where, where do you get this? Where do you get that? Oh, yeah, here. Next thing you know, voila. You're on your way to making a better life for yourself. There are plenty of people, when you ask, they'll go, oh, yeah, hell, yeah. You'd be amazed at things, the, the generosity of people, when you are genuine and earnest in what it is that you want to do with your life. And when you need help, you'll be amazed. So don't for one minute think, that you are stuck in what is your temporary reality that is your current situation. You know, don't think for one minute because of your skin color, your sexual orientation, that you can't begin to lift yourself up because you're a human being like the rest of us. You have God-given talents that I wouldn't even presume to say that I know how to do. And you won't know what they are until you start tapping into your noodle, your brain. And you start saying, I wonder what I, and you, and you start finding things that resonate with you, that make you happy. That make you happy. What makes you happy? You, you have to look at equations like this. When you're thinking about your life, if money wasn't the problem, Education wasn't the problem, and time wasn't the problem. What do you want to do with your life? What does that look like? What does it feel like? What does it smell like? And begin to write that down. Goals, I, 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 goals are great. But you need to have an action plan every day. You need to begin to, okay, I want to do this. Okay, what are we going to do today? What's one, if it's no, it, you know, I, I, one of the things I heard once is, is if all you can do is design your business card, then design your business card, design a logo. If you want to write a book, run a novel, begin to develop characters. What does each character do? What is their demeanor? What's their mental health state? What's their physical body look like? What are their quirks? What do they do? And you begin to develop your killing, your characters, excuse me. What is that? You're beginning to develop your craft. You're beginning to develop your industry. And here's the kicker to all of that. You know what? It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. If you tell a really good story, 
you tell a really good story. Nobody can take that away from you. Nobody. Look at what J.K. Rowling did with uh, Harry Potter. The woman was sick and tired of being sick and tired on, on you know, on, on a welfare program. And she had these amazing stories, these amazing characters in her head, and she brought them out. Look what George Martin did with Game of Thrones. What an amazing, you know, you might have that story. You may have a Game of Thrones in your head. You might have an idea for a TV show. You might have an idea for a movie. You might have an idea for a song. You might have an idea on how to develop solar energy, how to, <laughs> you know, you may have a better way to teach teach a child how to hold a fork, how to potty train. You may go to the library and read stories to children that 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 your audience grows to a line out the door because the children are so excited to hear you and hear how you bring a story to life. And it doesn't matter if you're black, white, male, female, Hispanic, doesn't matter. You know why? Because people love hearing what you're doing. People love it. You know, you hear about all these things, uh, you know, women who try to 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 uh, climb the corporate ladder. Okay, well, if you run into a glass ceiling, for example, okay, how do we get how do we bust it? How do we get through it? Maybe we go out and we start our own company. Maybe not. Maybe that's not your cup of tea. But you figure out, you learn to improvise, adapt, overcome. And, and I, I, there's no doubt that there are many businesses that have good old boy networks. Got that. Sucks, but that's the reality of, of the way it is for now. So how do you work within those confines? That's the kicker. You're intelligent. You're smart. How do you work within those confines? How do you move around it? There's there's the intelligent part. Is how do we improvise? We adapt. We overcome. So ask yourself. Because you do have to improvise. You do have to adapt. And you do have to overcome. I always think of scenarios like this where, you know, you, uh, you're in a, in a military firefight, you know, where there's, there's nothing but death in front of you. 
How do you improvise? How do you adapt? How do you overcome that so that you live? Soldier after soldier after soldier has, has lived through that. Who has lived through having to make those decisions. Your life is a firefight. You're fighting for your life. Excuse me, I hiccuped. But don't give up. Because if you do, what the hell? What the hell? Your life has meaning. You have meaning. I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care what your sexual orientation is. Your life has meaning. If you believe that, if you believe that you're held down by the man, guess what? You're going to be held down by the man. I wrote down something today in church. And it was something that I was going to apply into my new book. And I'm going to tell you what, basically what I wrote. If you believe in hate, or hate comes out of your mouth, then you are going to receive back hate. Just, you are. Because if you came to at me, for example, and you were spewing hate at me, I'm going to have fight or flight. And because I'm a Taurus male, I'm going to fight. Because I always have. I will stand my ground. And, and that's something that, you know, God says, turn the other cheek. And if someone hits you, offer them the other. And and I and I'm learning that. That's that's a shortcoming of mine. But if you came at me with anger, I'm probably going to bow up. Okay, and I'm probably going to get mouthy, and I'm probably going to you know I, I I you know and that and that's wrong. We don't need to do that to each other. But if my message is love. If my and and what I mean by love is if it's if it's friendly, lovely, if it's nice, if it's positive, if it's good energy, I'm going to receive that back. I look at things on on like my social media, which I'm down to really just actually two different things in social media. I have a Pinterest account, which I get teased about by my male friends who think I'm, um, (laughs) isn't that full of women, you know, looking at recipes and stuff, which is funny. You know, if that's where ladies go to get their recipes, then God bless them. But I do put some photos there that I take and I do other things. I, I put articles that I write and things like that. And I also have, a Twitter account. And I have to be honest, I, if I really didn't feel like I just kind of needed to be on some sort of social media, I probably would dump it too because it's filled with bilge. It's filled with hate. It's filled with political bullshit. Political crap. 
I'm not saying you can't care about what's going on in the world, but good Lord, man. Enough is enough. I want to hear a solution, you know. Not we hate and blame, hate and blame, hate and blame. Okay, what's your damn solution? How are you going to fix my life? Raise my taxes? Who the fuck wants to pay more taxes? Seriously? You want to pay more taxes. Okay, well, knock yourself out. I am one of those persons that don't want to pay more taxes. I want to pay my fair share and do because I'm middle America. Enough already. The cart's full. The cart's full. I help others. I give to my church. I give to my benevolence that, that resources that I that I care about. I give to St. Jude Research Hospital because I care about kids, especially kids there. But most people do their part. Stop with the damn hate. Stop with the, I can't do it, I can't do it, you know. Horseshit. Yes, you can. So here's some things that I hope will help you find a way to begin to change your life. One is find a spiritual connectedness to this world. For me, I'm a Christian. I believe in God and I believe in the Bible and I... That's my spiritual path. I meditate to give my mind some some peace. If you're one of these people like me and your head's running a thousand miles an hour 24-7 and you feel like you just can't get a break from your own mind, I'm telling you meditation will will absolutely change your life. Meditation, not medication. If you need medication and you're under professional care, don't listen to what I'm saying. I'm not offering some sort of medical advice. What I'm saying is, is that meditation has helped me immensely. If you need help and you say, I can't afford to get mental health care. Okay. Got an answer for that too. There are, if you look, a ton of, of um, psychologists and psychiatrists and uh, counselors, pastoral counseling centers who work on a sliding scale. Meaning, if you can't afford help, they will work. If all you can pay is five bucks, you pay five bucks. If all you can pay is a dollar, you pay a dollar. That's, it's out there. It's available. You just got to go find it. And it ain't that hard. I found it. So finding your spiritual place, finding some help if you need help mentally and emotionally, it's out there. But here's the thing. You got to get, you got to make the phone call. You got to go. People aren't going to hold your hand and take you to the counseling center. 
And here's the thing. I bet, even if you're an adult, if your parents are one or the other, are able and and up and around, drive a car, do all the things, I bet if you called your mom, mom, I need some help. Not financially, not this. I just need you to take me to this place. I need you to take me to this counseling center. I need you to take me to this hospital. I need you to take me to this whatever. Right now, I'm very angry with my son. But if he called me today, still my son. He said, Dad, I need to go do this. Okay, I'll be there. He's in Dallas. I'm six hours away. I'll be there in six hours. Your parents are probably the same. If I called my father, I'm certain that he would, or if I called my mom, they would figure out a way to get me help if I asked. If they're not able to help you, there are other resources. MHMRs, there's all kinds of things for mental health that you can get and that you can get at an affordable if not free program. You can talk to a minister, a pastor. You know, most will talk to you for free. So, finding a spiritual connectedness, finding some help if you need it emotionally, all right? These are things that help you get started. Another very therapeutic thing is write down the things that you hate about your life, but write down the things that you like about yourself. You may, that, that, that might be lopsided for a while, but then when you go back and you start looking, and you start doing this and you got to do this on a regimented daily basis. I have a book called Organize Your Life to Win. If you can't afford to buy it, you send me a note and I will send you a digital copy. Free. If you need me to print it out and mail it to you so you have a printed hard copy because you don't have a printer or a computer to print it from, ask. Happy to do it. On how to organize your life. You know, if you're listening to me on a cell phone, then you can use your cell phone because you set reminders every day. You know, read my goals, write, write this, write my journal. You know, one thing that, that, that I can tell you having gone through therapy and different therapies is journal. Write down your day. What you did good, what you did bad, what you wish you had done differently. And then tomorrow, practice that. And you can. And you will. It all works out. It does get better. You are not. Here's the thing. Let's say you made a bad mistake when you were, you know, a year ago, 10 years ago, five years ago. You know, if you're not in jail, you also, okay, are not subject to a life sentence. If you did something that, that cost you a relationship with a loved one, a child, a, a parent, 
that is not a life sentence that you have to face. It doesn't have to always be that way. I can tell you in my instance that it's not my choice anymore. There was a day when I felt like being apart from my family was better because I didn't need the bullshit of my life affecting theirs. That is no longer the case. However, that's not reciprocated. So, it is, for the moment, as bad as I hate to say it, it is what it is. May not always be that way, but right now it is. So we all have shit. We all have crap we have to deal with. None of us, as much as you may tell me, my situation's different. No, it ain't. I love what Steve Harvey says. He says, you know, and in, and in, in if you have, you need to go watch the video jump. Just put in YouTube Steve Harvey jump. And watch his video. And it it was life-changing for me. And I love Steve Harvey. I just love him. I think he's an incredible Christian man. And he's an incredible success story. And he does things. he, He works his ass off to do the right thing in life. And he prays big. And you can too. But one of the things that tickled me when he was talking in his thing, from he says, oh, when you get in the car, you're going to be saying, oh, Steve, I got bills. I can't do nothing. I'm going to ruin my credit. Hell, he sits there and he replies, hell, we all got bills. Hell, I got bills. You're just one paycheck away from ruin anyway. What the hell have you got to lose? And we are, most of us, like me, We are one paycheck away from disaster. It's not always going to be that way. In fact, for the last couple of times, I've been able to do some things financially that I haven't been able to do in 15 years. And it felt good. But it's taken a hell of a long time to get here. And I'm not saying I'm I'm on some gravy train. I'm not. I mean, we're near it. In fact, we're coming into a slow part of the season where I'm a little nervous. But I'm socking away every dollar that I can so that I get through this time. I get through the slow times without hurting my credit, without having to call the bank, without having to make arrangements so that this or that doesn't get cut off. You know, so we all got problems, but we don't have to make our problem our reality. Because for me, I just keep telling myself, you know, these things are going to change. This is going to get better. This is going to be something One day, 
we're going to cut it off here because actually I'm kind of at the end of where I have to stop and start a new segment because I can only have segments in 50 minute intervals and we're getting very close to that. So stay with me. I'm going to be right back. I'm going to get a glass of water, clear my throat, and we're going to wrap this up. So stay with me. Thanks again. Okay, gang, we are going to wrap this up, but here's some things that I want to leave you with. Okay, if you want to change your life, don't make it hard. Okay, change is not hard. It's hard because you make it hard. And here's what I mean by this. If you don't know how to do something, start asking people. Start putting out on social media. Hey, does anybody know how to do this? If I look like a moron, then just tell me. But, I, you know, and don't have a thick skin. If somebody tells you, oh, my God, this is so easy. And here's the thing. You know why it's hard? Because you don't know how to do it. When you know how to do it, and it's just like anything else. It, 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 this really goes back to the bicycle. You will bust your ass. You will fall down. You will skin your knees. You will bump your noggin. You will do all these things when you are learning to ride a bicycle. But then what do people tell you later in life? Oh, dude, man, that's like riding a bike. You get right back on. Oh, dude, that's like riding a bike. Oh, dude, that's like riding a bike. Why? Because you know how to do it. You've mastered it. It's easy for you. If you know how to ride a bike, then you can always ride a bike. I don't give a shit how old you are, how young you are. You may have a hard time swinging your leg over a bicycle. But you can ride a bicycle. You might be a little wobbly at first, but you'll, you'll pick it right back up. And guess what? You're riding the bike down the road again. Popping wheelies. Why? Because you know how to do it. It's memory. It's a muscle reflex. It's a mem muscle memory. You know how to do it. You know how to balance. You know, when you start f going one way, you kind of move your body to adjust and bring yourself back. Why? Because you know how to do it. You practiced and you practiced and you practiced. How long did you practice riding your bicycle? Until what? It became second nature. Anything that you're going to do when you change, and I have talked about this a million times, until it becomes second nature, keep practicing. Why do you think that great coaches will sit there and after a big loss and go, Monday morning we're going back to the basics? Why do you think that at the beginning of a basketball game, a professional basketball game, why do you think LeBron James is out there shooting baskets? Kevin Durant, great basketball players, are out there shooting baskets, shooting free throws. Why do you think Tiger Woods, before he plays a tournament, is on the practice course hitting golf balls? Why do you think professional golfers are putting on a putting green before they go out? Or after, maybe they missed a huge putt. Why do you think they're sitting there, maybe putting a ball close to where they were and, and finding that swing, finding the putt? Why do you think tennis players walk out on the tennis court before a match and hit balls back and forth? Practice. Why do they practice? I don't know. To get 
themselves where they can do it and do it properly, loosen up their muscles and loosen up things and, and then they can play. It's the same thing. You have to practice. You if, if you're going to write, then you need to read. Why? Because you'll see sentence structure. You'll see how paragraphs are laid out. You'll see how, uh, I don't know, plots work out. Characters develop. Stories develop. Every time I th read things that, you know, that Stephen King says or that uh, uh, John Grisham or other writers say, how do they do it? They read and they write. Simple enough. So you read and you write. If you want to make a movie, then you watch movies. You see how things unfold. You see how stories are told. And you do it. But you don't lie around going, oh, this is, I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, you're right. You can't. Every one of us possesses the ability and the power to change the trajectory of our life. Yes, it's going to hurt. Yes, it's going to be hard. And yes, you're going to get knocked down. Yes, you're going to cry. Yes, you're going to get to the point where you just scream at God and say, I don't know what the hell you want from me. Get in the game. Help me. can't tell you how many times I've done that in the car. Screaming at the top of my voice. where I, I, I can't talk for two or three days. Because I'm angry. How do I do this? How do I, how do I make my life not a, a piece of shit? And then something happens. Something changes. It could be small. It could be big. But it happens. And then guess what? I'm off again. It works. It's okay. You know? And it, it, it can be life, I mean. It can be what you want it to be. It doesn't have to be a piece of shit. Believe me, my life at times has been a total piece of shit. Wanting to be things that I thought I could never be. Starting my life over. Which today I'm grateful for. Two years ago, I was a total disaster. I was a total mess. Today I wouldn't change my life for nothing. Or any person. Because I'm allowing God to let my life unfold. I'm allowing myself to think about New possibilities, new vistas, new plateaus, new things that can make my life totally different from what it was. I'm allowing it to be something that 
I want to have happen, not that I have to have happen. I'm working on that. I'm working on the a life of what I want to do, not what I have to do. And eventually I will get there. But I'm not there yet. But I'm working on it. And that's exciting. And there are times when I'm going, damn, you know, what the hell? You put you put material out there. Maybe it doesn't get any likes or any views or anybody comment on it. And then all of a sudden, one day, you open up your email and there's 20 comments on an article that you wrote a month ago. Or maybe there's one there that just challenges your heart that you just go, oh my God, how beautiful. We don't have to hate each other. We don't have to agree with each other 110% of the time. Just because you may think politically one way and I think politically another doesn't mean that I can't shake your hand and we can't agree to disagree. But we're still buds. You know? We don't have to. I, I, I'm, I'm the of of the ilk that you don't have to, I don't have to agree with you and you don't have, and you damn sure don't have to agree with me. And that's the beauty of America. It's the beauty of where we live, but don't hate me because of some preconceived notion that, uh, you know, I'm some fascist racist because I'm not. Nothing could be further from the truth. Privilege, uh, walk in my shoes in my 20s. Tell me I had some sort of flipping privilege. Privilege to be an alcoholic, privilege to be a drug addict, privilege to live on the street. Yeah, take that privilege shit and go somewhere else with it because I it damn sure wasn't part of my life. I didn't get to where I am today because of some flipping privilege. And the reason I know that is because I have worked for folks that were a different color than me, a different gender than me, a different social, uh, sexual orientation than me. And I damn sure didn't have any animosity towards them because they were. I work for some stupid chick at the blah, blah, blah. No, I never looked at it that way. This is my boss. Learned a lot of shit from some pretty smart women. Gotten some really good advice from women. And women of color. Hispanic, African-American, Asian. Especially in writing. Done some amazing stuff from some amazing women who I have the utmost respect for. So, privilege? Nah. Work and, and listening to the people around me that matter and the people around me that matter is you. I can't see you right now. So I don't know. I don't know if you're a man, a woman, 
If you're young, old, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, you know, Australian, Russian, I don't know. But because it, it doesn't matter. If you're listening to me, I'm glad you're here. I could give a rat's ass about someone's who, you know, if you're Russian, God bless you, you know. When I was a kid, we were mortal enemies. Not going to be some damn commie, you know. And I have Eastern European friends. I have people that I know that are Russian. So, you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, we live in a global village for God's sake. So why do we not embrace each other and say, what could we do together versus what could we do divided? You know, I'm not saying that, you know, my way is better than your way. And your ways may not be better than my way. But together we can figure out a way and let's go with it. You know? Instead of turning each other upside down saying what a piece of shit we are because we don't believe one way or the other. I don't. Again, I go back to I don't have to agree with your lifestyle. I don't have to agree with your politics. But if you're someone that I can sit down, smoke a cigar, drink a beer with, hey, let's do it. I'm in. We need to stop that shit. And we need to stop it soon. So, love in, love out, hate in, hate out. Telling you. It's all the way that you look at things. And when you look at things from the beauty that could be there, instead of the hate telling you we would all do uh, a hell of a lot better in our life if we all said, wait a minute. I mean, I disagree with your politics, or I may disagree with your politics, but, you know, what if this person saves your kid's life because they're a doctor and... They uh, happen to be a different political persuasion than yourself, but they saved your child's life from cancer, from some other horrible disease. Or this person pulled you out of a horrible car wreck. Or this person was standing in front of you, protecting you from someone who was going to hurt you or your family. Or you read a book that changed your life only to find out that their political views are totally contradictory to your own. But yet it changed your life. Really? You're going to judge somebody that way? That's the way I look at it. You don't have to agree with me, but I hope that we can all figure out a way to get along and be okay. 
find all my stuff at robertbruton.com. All my books are available on Amazon. Like I said, if you cannot afford to buy one of my books and you want to have a digital version of one of my books, all you got to do is reach out and say, hey, dude, can you send me uh, Organize Your Life to Win? Can you send me God is Your Coach? And I will send you a digital version. If you need me to mail it to you, I am happy to do so at no charge. My name is Robert Bruton. This is the Robert Bruton Podcast Show. Bye for now.